Where'd be the first time? There you go. <laughs> hey, everybody. Steve Green here. Make the Grade podcast. But this is not just the Make the Grade podcast. I have a tremendous guest who does a podcast of his own and has lots of guests on. My buddy, my friend, my admin, my social media guy, <laughs> Ryan Rouse. Brian, this is going to be like a, a rare thing. It's going to be like a double podcast. You got two hosts. I know. What are we going to do? I don't Who's going to take the lead and ask the questions? I don't know. You, you are. We both are. We're, we're, this yeah, 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 yeah. never happened in the history of podcasts. There's like 88,755,312 podcasts. This has never happened before. Never, never, well, ever, no, ever you. once. Nope. So you it's are in a- for a really big treat. So first of all, uh, the Make Theory podcast is all about actions. You know that if you're a listener, you're a subscriber, actions you can take as a parent, as a student, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, as an athlete, whoever you are, to accelerate you on your path to success. Let's hear about Brian and his podcast real quick, and then we're going to jump right in the deep end. So all yours, buddy. Well, listen, thank you for, for having me. Um, it's different being on this side of, uh, <laughs> of the mic. So uh, it's kind of nice. I, I, I got in charge of this there one. So well, just, just going to sit back and just relax. No, no yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. So first so, of all, uh, Brian, you know, Brian hails um, from... Uh, Brian Hills from Ohio. Yes. Uh, the big old, the big old H-I-O, uh, originally mm-hmm. from PA and then traveled all over with my dad being military and uh, graduated in Europe and then spent some time uh, in Ohio for the last 20 something years where um, I'm an entrepreneur, or as I like to call myself, a solopreneur. Uh, solopreneur. I like to be able to uh, create those windows when doors are not uh, available for us. I like it. So one door closes and a window opens. Absolutely. Okay. Brian's company is called C2. Uh, Connecting Connections and More, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. We started as a resource networking group uh, before COVID. And uh, we spent a very successful year on networking and building those relationships. And then COVID happened. (laughs) And we had to pause and pivot immediately. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they shut us down. We were, we were meeting probably five to seven times a week at different events, different areas throughout the city. We were expanding up in Michigan. We were expanding down um, and over to Cleveland. Um, So then COVID happened and we weren't able to do that. And life took a very drastic uh, online presence. And that is really where we have been able to take off and again, create that window for that smaller, small business. You know what the silver lining is though? That you and I met. That's right. If, <laughs> if you had been only a, a live event. Okay. Yeah. And of, obviously that's an important aspect if you're a networker. Uh, but if uh, there, there is some silver line, COVID has been a bad experience. I'm, at least I believe in a lot of ways, but the one silver lining is it's opened up kind of a semi global uh, network, right? I, I got people all over the country, several uh, countries that, that, almost could be in the next room for me because the beauty of the technology, things like that. So let let me take this in a certain direction. One of Brian's big things is social media management, brand building, uh, marketing, advertising. So uh, what's your viewpoint on where this stuff sits right now? Maybe is it even more important? Uh, I don't want to say post COVID because they just came out with some new Omicron. A new strain. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we're almost going backward, but is it more important even now than it was pre-COVID um, or, or, or what? How, how do you look at this? Well, at the end of the day, it's about relationships, right? 
So however you are engaging in that relationship. So I felt, my own personal opinion, is COVID definitely um, allowed us to have a little bit more engaging relationships. Zoom took off. Right. We, we weren't Zooming prior to we might have been Facebooking. Right. Or FaceTiming. Um, but Zoom really added some personal touches to that business sense as well. So it made it OK um, to be at home and still be able to engage and to check in um, and still have that connection with that individual versus just over the phone. So in saying that, yes, social media is still stronger than ever. Um, there's still a platform for everyone, whether it's TikTok or LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, um, Instagram. I mean, there's 15 other ones that are popping up mm-hmm. in the next couple of days too. that we may never even hear of, mm-hmm. right? But they're going to have millions of visitors um, on their platform. So it's really finding what is the best one for you and your brand, uh, but more importantly, what you're going to be consistent on, you know? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you're reaching the right people. You want to have the right audience. Message and audience. So if I'm a new entrepreneur, maybe I just started my business or I'm thinking about starting a business. You got any uh, free advice you can give away? What would you say the most? I know you do, but what would you say? Yeah, tons of free advice. You know, it goes as simple. It's as simple as when you do a a search online. Um, So for example, we all know we have to set up a uh, EIN, right? Or we have to do a, you know, doing business as and get ourselves situated. So when you search EIN, you're going to have all these things are going to pop up saying, hey, get your EIN number here. Click this in five minutes. You're going to click it. You're going to go through it. You're going to pay the $75, maybe $100 to get it, uh, you know, emailed or uh, mailed out to you. And then you're done, right? But guess what? If you scroll down a little bit more and go to the IRS EIN, it's absolutely free and they email it to you within five minutes. But you don't know those things because those ads on top are what people pay for. It's kind of like when you search for Pizza Hut and you get those domino ads, right? It's that same type of um, marketing that they can actually do. So you're going to see their ad up on top, which you're going to think it's legit. You're going to click it without even realizing if you just go to irs.com, um, you can take care of it there. Again, absolutely free and will be in your email within five minutes. So the, the, the good advice is priceless because bad advice can cost, saving $5 today might cost you a hundred later. Absolutely. Right. Or even pay the 75 that you didn't have to pay for no reason because mm. you didn't scroll all the way down. I mean, it's just little things that you don't know until you're in the middle of it and doing it. You know, it's simple other things like colors. When you're starting to look at your logo and you want 15 colors, you got to think a little bit in advance, right? When you get that on your shirt, you're going to have to pay for each of those colors, right? When you start looking at print, you're going to pay for the, for those pieces. So it's very intricate that you got to make sure you're thinking big picture and you're not just thinking right now because you want to make sure you touch it once or twice, not 10 times. That's why the Make the Raid logo only has two colors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not because I'm cheap. I mean, I, I want to put the money into other things. L- 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 you mentioned one other thing. Well, really, you mentioned three. Message, audience, sort of protocol. Let's talk about message. Okay. Yeah. Super critical, right? You got to have a clear, sustainable message. Um, any any counsel for our uh, listeners about that? How, how you develop that? I know it's shocking, but absolutely, I do. <laughs> you know, it's Imagine that. Imagine that. 
I know. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna take that to a bigger level. Um, Stephen, I know that you have read the love languages, right? The five love languages. You're familiar with that. Uh, yes, I am. I am. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind you are. So we all have a way of how we communicate, whether it's in a romantic relationship, a platonic relationship, uh, a business relationship, and we we like to see how we listen as well, right? So some folks may live and die by what they used to call back in the 1900s is a phone book, okay? Um, as well as individuals that Some live and die- paperweight, but yeah, I get it. Or paperweight, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the Better Business Bureau, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have people on the absolute spectrum that only look at Google reviews, right? So mm -hmm. you've got to know your audience and know what kind of message that they're, they're talking um, to go a little bit more deeper. On Facebook, right, you have messages through there that are going to be different than that message that would be delivered uh, during tweeting, because you only have a certain amount of characters. Instagram is more of the visual. So you got more of the pictures, less verbiage. So again, it's knowing your audience, knowing how to talk to your audience on each of those platforms. Here's another free bid. You ready? I'm going to give you another one. Are you sitting down, audience? <laughs> okay, you got to sit Hopefully. down. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> What we also get in the habit of doing, which is amazing, is scheduling things out. You always want to auto it as much as possible. But in doing that, if you want to talk about this phone on Tuesday on Facebook, you don't want to talk about this phone on Tuesday on other platforms. Do it on okay. Thursday. Do it on the Friday. Right? Do it on a different day. So that way, for the folks that do have the same love for you and follow mm -hmm. you on all platforms... They're being reminded that on Monday. They're being reminded that on Wednesday. See, that's now it's the top of mind. On Very Friday. interesting because I've heard people say the other way around, not that I'm questioning you, that you should get one post and put it everywhere at the same time. So, hmm, but I, but I like what, what happens on Thursday when they, uh, when I, they forget I, I it now? It's no longer top know, of mind. Nothing. They're looking at somebody else's post, right? Yep. It's plus and minus, guys. You got to play and do some test A and test B and really dive in until you figure out who your audience is and how they're going to be receptive to your messages. It's not always so black and white. It's not always so crisp. Uh, can it be? Will it be? Sure. But it's a process. It's a story that needs to be told. One of the things I find with entrepreneurs I work with is the tendency to go very wide. When they first start, they want to try to serve everybody. They want to be able to provide something for anybody that they could potentially provide a service for. And I get, I get why, because they need the revenue, right? Mm -hmm. they, they, don't, if they don't want to be able to have to say to a client, oh, I, I can't help you, or that's not something I can do. But I can tell you in my experience, now I've been in business 26 years, but I can tell you when I really drilled down and started focusing on three or four things, yes, at the risk of losing other things. I get it. But it, it, it way, way, way more than made up for it because you become known as an expert in, in a very narrow field. When people need that, you become the go-to person. It opened all kinds of other doors to collaborate with people on certain things. And it also freed me up not to have to be a jack of all trades and never really get excellent at any of them. So it's a, I find it's a difficult thing for not young in age, but like new coming business people or entrepreneurs to let go of sometimes. Um, I mean, I'm talking here in terms of audience, you know, defining your audience. Mm -hmm. Um, how about your own business? What, what, what do you, uh, what would you say your, your clients are? Have you, have you done, have you, are you like the shoemaker with the shoes? 
<laughs> I know. I you know it, that's a good question because when I started, I, again, up being a resource, and then COVID really got me to fine tune and working with that smaller small business owner, right? That individual mm-hmm. that doesn't have a staff. They're doing what they do. They know marketing is important. Um, they just not the expert in that, so they are able to maneuver around. Um, I also love working with the folks that have no concept when they're walking in because then we can guide them to get yeah, them like, to like, be a like, small business. And like like, like a, business. some guy from Pennsylvania who has an education company. That guy from, that has that education <laughs> company is pretty smart. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, smart to hire you, right? You made a good decision. But you know, you say you, you make a very good point there, being the master of a lot of trades or jack of a lot of trades, master of not very many. Um, In my previous roles, I felt in those situations that um, I was always trying to do so much because I wanted so much, right? And once you're able to fine tune, do you want a lot of a little or a little of a lot? Mm -hmm. I remember one time, you know where I learned this lesson was interesting. I went to the dentist and in the dentist's office, there were four or five dentists. And some of them were general dentists. And one guy was a periodontist. And even as a periodontist, he only specialized in some subspecialty. And he had a card. I mean, what's a business card? They still exist. But anyway, his business card said practice limited to like something, something, something. And I, and I felt like saying like, how does this guy get any business? Or like, there are that many people that need this subspecialty within periodontics. Well, the, the truth is, yes. When you're the best one at it, people find you. So even though his niche was super small, super little, I don't even know exactly what he did and it's not relevant. But the point was, instead of people coming just from a four or five mile radius, like they would for a dentist, he had people coming from flying in. He had people come from hundreds of miles because he became known as the one of the top uh, nationally in what he did because he had built up such a reputation. And that always kind of made an impression on me. Obviously, I didn't ever want to go in and have gum scraping wherever he did. It sounded gnarly, but uh, yeah. Um, Brian, it's almost 2022. Yep. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, folks, it, it is December 2021. We are coming up on uh, the early part of the month. But um, you, you got goals? You got, uh, what, do you, you know, what do you think? I, predictions? Let's start with goals. Good goals, then predictions. So I take in, in operating C2, um, I take the month of December to do my planning um, and really fine tune um, my goals that I didn't meet, the goals that I did meet and the goals that I want to set forward. So I typically mm-hmm. run it from a January to a November. And then I give myself December to really mentally set myself up. Uh, December, this year was rough. This was a rough year. Um, I didn't know what to expect with COVID. We grew in areas that I wasn't expecting to grow in. Uh, We added new services. It was a very engaging year. Um, So to answer your question, yes, uh, goals are to start live events again. Uh, That is where I see us going. Um, Live events being like our expos. Live events being like speed networking. Uh, Live events like our business workshops when we can do those. Um, but definitely some, some live expos, some live, um, speed networking, as I stated, we we had a great turnout in our, our online, but there's just something about being a touch someone, right? There's just something about that handshake, um, and that eye contact when you're engaging with them, that zoom just doesn't allow. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing the people that I don't see, you know, there's local people that I have not seen in a year, 
Um, so that's exciting to me. What about you? Well, I, in my life tend to be project based. So I, um, I've got a couple of books I need to get finished. I've you have a deadline a coming up, right? I do have a big deadline <laughs> coming up. In fact, I should be writing that book right now. I know. Uh, no. Not doing this, but um, <laughs> now I got a, a yeah deadline December fifteenth on a, on a pretty important. I'm writing a chapter in a collaborative book. I've got another one of them. I got my own book. I'm writing. I would say that's clearly a goal. They're they're just get done as soon as I can get them done. But I think from a uh, kind of a business positioning standpoint, my goal is to expand the offerings I have that things can people can get independently, like pre recorded video classes and um, things where I can maximize the exposure of the people that, that can see what I'm doing. There's only one of me. There's only so much I can do live. So what I'm really trying to do is maximize what in business they would call evergreen products or uh, being able to broaden the number of people who I, I believe I can help. Cause I think the products I have are very good because everybody thinks their stuff is good. But mine really is good, even though I just think it is. <laughs> but um, that, that's really my goal, is to really solidify that, uh, expand that. It's already existing. I just have to really get it up to a point, more of a critical mass. Yeah. But let, me, let me ask you about a prediction. That's, everybody's making predictions now, right? Well, not everybody, oh. but a lot of people do. So I'll do mine first. Take the pressure okay. off you. Okay. I predict one of the megatrends of 2022 will be what I'm going to call hybrid business. Okay. I think it's already happening a little bit. You spoke a little bit ago about the return to live. I think there's going to be a lot of people that hold on to the remote. And I don't, and I don't necessarily see a reason to abandon one for the other. I think they can coexist. And I think what we're going to see is, is this blended idea of like kind of remote slash live experience. Um, I, 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 I've been to things where I've been remote and people are there live and vice versa. That doesn't go as well, but I, I'm thinking more in terms of, of, of communities and, and engagement and things like this. So if I'm part of a national organization and let's say they have a convention in Orlando or someplace and I can't make it two, three years ago, that was it too bad. Right. You know, the, the XYZ convention is Orlando, February 3rd to 12th, come on down, chill with everybody learn X, Y, Z, meet all the movers and shakers. Well, if I can't make it or it doesn't fit into my schedule or it's just not the thing I want to do, I'm shut out. But I think we're going to, and then you have to pay a whole bunch of money to get the recordings and stuff like that, right? I think what we're going to see now is a lot more live streaming of these things. I think it just makes sense because first of all, from the organizer standpoint, it's a profit stream. I mean, everything comes down to money somewhere, right? So you attend the event, it's 400 bucks, $1,000, you know, you know how these things cost. You can live stream it for 250 and then you get replays later. So I, I think this, I think we're going to see this. And I think what it's going to do by extension is expand the ability for people to get information and expand the ability for people to experience leadership and people. Cause typically you get keynote people at some of these events that are fantastic, real subject matter experts in their field, real high end people that you normally wouldn't get to hobnob with at all. I've been lucky because I've gone to some events and I've been on stages and I've, been in kind of receptions and in between things with some pretty heavy duty people. If I wasn't there, I wasn't connected. It wouldn't happen. But I think we're going to start to see this happening virtually a little bit more, maybe a lot more as well. That's my, that's my prediction. But uh, what do you think? Well, I'm, you know, it's funny that you say that because I, I, 
I agree with you because I think when people are start going to the live events, then they're going to pull those people and introduce them to the people they met online that live three states or two countries away. Um, you know, we both co-host um, another networking group that is uh, global, right? I love going to Ireland and, and hanging out on, with Ireland folks, Ireland folks, Irish folks. Um, so I think that's going to allow that. So when I, I know, right? When I meet someone local, I'm going to say, hey, I need you to meet Fred who lives in XYZ. So I think that that's going to blow up once that occurs, because it's really going to merge those, as you stated, together um, in an online world. And those connections are just going to blow up. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, I think that's where it's going to go. I don't know the scale and who the leadership will be. I also think live streaming is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think live streaming will come up to the level of, uh, of, of, of infiltration that just video has in general. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, look, I, I got, I, you know, the so-called YouTube star, right? You got 12 year old kids making a million dollars a year doing YouTube. Videos, Younger than that. Big, yeah. Younger right, than right. that. Right. Which is amazing. That can even happen. The fact that the technology and the ease of entry and the entry barrier to make that happen is so low, but it's all about audience and it's all about, it's all about giving something people want. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I let's think mention, you mentioned streaming and I, I'd like to throw a yeah. question out and it has nothing to do with topic, but it just gives us another element to discuss. Left how, how are they able to, you, I know how they, let me rephrase the question. Can you believe that they are streaming movies in your living room now? Mm -hmm. Movie theaters are going to be a thing of the past. I think in the Maybe. next five years. Well, you know, look, look, just in our lifetime, right? I mean, Brian's a young guy. Brian's half my age. But in my lifetime, if you want to see a movie, you had one choice. You go to the movie theater, right? That was yeah. it. Okay. Fast forward to 1985, the V8, the VHS, the VHS player is now a household item. Yeah. Right. So now you got an option. If you didn't make it to the movie theater or you liked, uh, you know, you just liked the movie, you want to watch it again. Now you go down to Blockbuster or equivalent, you rent the movie for a couple bucks, you pay extra if you don't rewind it. Remember that be kind rewind. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and now you got the movie experience at home. Okay. Well, where's blockbuster now billion dollar company it's, it's out of business, right? Why? Cause then they went to the live streaming. They went to the home access, the cable yeah. companies and the providers that way. It was, it's so much about content. It's all about content. So I agree with you. But I don't. But movies are an example of something that would occur sort of in the general population, right? Like the um, my, my one of my kids is big into the Marvel movies, right? Mm -hmm. So just to date this, a Marvel movie just came out. Uh, I forget what it's called. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, whatever, um, Battle Man or something. I don't know. It's probably not right. But anyway, the point is, it's in the movie theaters for one day. The next day, you can stream it. It's the same with television shows, right? Like, and, that, yeah. and TV is on board with this. You'll watch a show and it'll say, you know, you can see it live Tuesday night and it's on Hulu or one of yep. those things the next day. I do Hulu. Right? Yeah. So the idea is instead of fighting the battle, the content provider is saying, hey, look, we got it first. It's our content. But if you didn't get it, you just want to see it another way. You want to binge watch it. Here's the other places you can see it. And, yeah. and what it tells you too is every major network is going to this as well. I mean, they may be rebranding like, NBC and Peacock or, you know, they all have their own thing. So this is when the big boys 
get involved, you know, it's here to stay. And they start putting yeah. gazillions of dollars in. But yeah, well, I mean, COVID pushed that. I mean, I, I just got done yeah. watching King Richard, you know, with Will Smith about the the soccer ladies, yeah, not soccer, no, not soccer, the tennis the ladies. ladies. Yeah, I got soccer yeah. on the brain. Um, yes. So that was a, it was a good movie, you know. It, it was twenty dollars at the theater. It was five ninety five for my monthly subscription. <laughs> well, right, but that's that's partly what drove that, right? The ability of uh, the availability of technology. Yep. If three people could stream at home, they wouldn't do it. But the fact that you can walk around, I'm sitting in um, in line in the supermarket and a woman is watching, I think it was actually Oprah. She was watching something on her phone while we were waiting in line. And she got the headphones on and the mask on. She's in her own little universe. Normally I say, hey, uh, how much was your pie? That looks delicious. They try to get some dumb you know, conversation going. She was shut in. I mean, she was zoned in yeah. on the show. So I mean, the that phone that has changed. From the very first cell phone to where we are now, if there's, I was a black. Were you a BlackBerry guy? I did. I was a BlackBerry. I did have a BlackBerry. It was cool. It's like his own it little was. keyboard. It's like a full keyboard, and you, yeah, BlackBerry it was, so was nice. cool. BlackBerry Messenger was like its own proprietary thing, right? Yeah. So, so 2022. What? Uh, my lighting is off here. Well, well, what let, do you let have? Say going one on? last thing. Let me, let me kind of tie two things together. So, what I'm saying is this. We got the combination of what I perceive as a much greater um, availability for people to get content online, not just in a, in the broad sense, like if you want to watch a movie or a sports event or something like that, but also on the micro nano level where somebody like myself or you can, can be just as big. I can sit here in my office and you can sit here in your office and we can broadcast to theoretically the entire world that has an internet connection. I mean, how cool is that? It has lowered the barrier so tremendously for communication as long as one has the things you started out with, messaging, targeting your audience, and giving content that's valuable to people. But by the way, kind of like this podcast discussion. Incredible content, right? <laughs> there you go. Brian put his thumbs up. 134 episodes. There we go. Right, right, right. Triple digits. Hey, that's, listen, that's not so easy, believe me. Anyway, um, but but I, that's the people that take advantage of that in, 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 in a good way and in a way that enhances their brand are really going to benefit if they haven't already. But I think it's going to get bigger and bigger and bitter. And these are learned skills. I mean, I, I'd like to think I'm pretty comfortable live streaming, but I think I wasn't that way the first time I did it. And I, I like to believe I'll be better in a year, but it's all about working it. It's all about doing it to the point of, of mastery, Right. Um, let's talk about one other thing here. Let's talk about one other thing. Um, let's talk about, you brought up networking. I mean, you've run networking groups. I've run networking groups. Uh, I, I'm a young entrepreneur or I'm a college kid. Okay. And I've tried to teach this to my own children. Uh, I think they listen to me, but I, maybe somebody else should judge that. Why is networking so important? Why is it so critical to one's business success? Maybe even your personal success. Uh, and, and it isn't because you have a lot of connections, right? It's not because you're on LinkedIn, you have 38,000 connections. That's just numbers. What is it about networking that can really open doors or in your case, open windows? Well, first off, you got to make sure you're networking and you're not prospecting. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the number one thing. Two totally different things. Okay. okay. So well, you right, since you brought it up, let's define them. What, what do you define yeah. networking as? So prospecting is you're looking for a sale. 
Okay. Networking, you're looking to be a resource. Ah, or build a relationship. Building a relationship. Okay. So I, I, I appreciate the clarification. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you're networking, you're looking for that relationship where you guys could maybe merge yourselves together uh, or be that resource for one another. You know mm-hmm. someone that could help. You um, drop their name as a referral. You do testimonials. Um, you know, they're top of mind for you uh, in that world and vice versa. Um, you know, maybe they want to use their skill set. They can help you, whether it's I have questions or can you consult me or I need the specific service. Um, it's not about today. It's about what you guys could do uh, later day. And again, it, it's always about you being the resource for them, not them being the resource for you. Say that again for emphasis, Brian. Yeah, it's not about them. Uh, sorry, it's not about you being the resource. Rephrase that. It's about you being the resource for them, not them for you. If you go in there looking for a win for yourself, now you're prospecting. Okay. If you're in there looking for a win for someone else, you're networking. But it's a tremendous distinction. It's an important distinction. And it's one you got to be a little careful about because obviously you got to put food on the table. You got to have some revenue, right? There's nothing wrong with prospecting. In the right context. Right. Right. Um, All right. Is there anything you want to talk about we have not talked about yet? I do. I want to talk about you. Oh. (laughs) Moi? Yes. I want to talk about Where do we begin? uh, Where do we begin? I was born in the 1800s. 1812. And I. uh, Well, you have some stuff going on when you're talking about goals and self awareness and self care. Um, you have some stuff going on. Do you want to do you want to share a little what's happening in January? Well, it's funny you should mention that. Yes, we are putting together a. I, I, is it clinical called the self care series? Self care workshop. Yeah, how to okay. care for with self care. We'll, we we'll, we'll have some marketing. Basically, little... basically, what, what's going on is I have been lucky over the last three years of doing my podcast to have met a lot of really interesting and more importantly, very talented and great resource people. Uh, in addition to knowing people that they know who are also excellent resources. And uh, what Brian and I are going to put together is this sort of self-care workshop series. We're going to bring in experts, really good resources. People can in 10 minutes give you some action. Hey, try this. It will help you. Try this. It will improve your life. Try this. It will give you another uh, skill. And we're going to do a series of these events where we're going to have a couple speakers, two, three, four speakers, and it's going to be all about helping the listener, helping the audience. But it's not just helping, like, let me listen to this and I'll do it later. It's about helping it. And like, wow, let's try this right now. Let's get up and stretch. Let's get off and do it. Here's a new skill you can use in your academics. Here's a new skill you can use in your entrepreneurial shoes. I'm pretty excited about this because of many reasons. But probably the one that comes to mind first is, is because that's what makes me happy. When somebody says, wow, you showed me how to do this or I learned this from you or even anywhere else. And it made a difference in my life or it made it, even if it was tiny, even if it was so micro small, but it made a positive impact in their life because most of our big successes in life are the result of the amalgamation of all the small ones, right? Say that again. That was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Most of these big successes in our life are the amalgamation of all the little small ones we've done along the way. It is very rare that somebody goes from zero to a million overnight. I'm sure it can happen, but usually people don't see the grunt work and people don't see the grind. 
and people don't see the the pain and and the the, the setbacks. They see the the results. And you can get cliche. It's about patience and it's about this and about that. And it's all that, but it's really about just making some positive progress in, in small but steady ways. And, and honestly, that's really what I've modeled most of what I've done in my career on and continue to. But I, I think this series that we're putting together will bring, look, I, I do what I do. I, I, I try to give people actions to help them with their education help them with their entrepreneurial success. But there are so many other areas that have become so relevant in the, forever, but have really become pronounced the last couple of years. Mental health, uh, physical health, um, financial health, all these things that, that were always there, but I don't want to use the word taboo. They just weren't maybe talked about quite as much. So, you know, you know it's important. It's important to be physically healthy. You know, I mean, look, we all have goals. I, you know, I, I, you need to be healthy to have the energy to do that. So that, that may fall back to diet. That may be fall back to exercise. That may be fall back to mindset. Uh, you know, there's a big awareness now about mental health, right? A lot of athletes, a lot of entertainers are coming out and, and uh, bringing it to the forefront. And it's become something we can now talk about a little bit more. Um, there's a lot of angst in our society. I mean, I, we could detail that on a lot of levels. People just are angry. People are upset. People are frustrated um, on a collective basis. So, you know, we're going to do what we can do to try to give people tools and give people actions on their own level. And there's a lot of people I want to bring into this and, and I'm going to be reaching out. So if you're listening and you're a provider, if you're a professional or, or whatever, and you have something you think can help people reach out to myself or Brian, let's get you maybe, you know, into the, into the discussion. Uh, I've got five or six people. Um, in fact, I just thought of one right now. I'm going to write her name down on my notes here off to the side, but there it is. Look, Kathy in DC, tremendous resource. I'm going to get involved in this. And it's going to be really you. fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get with it. Um, yeah. So that that's really the idea. And, and, and of course, I still got all my usual stuff, like, you know, the tutoring and the education and the entrepreneurial support and, and things like that. And um you know, along the way, trying to be a good family person and, you know, support the people in my life that count on me as a parent. And uh-oh, oh, my phone's ringing. See, this is really live, guys. Oh, I forgot to turn my ringer off. Live with Steve um, Green. Yeah, and, I, and I knew who that was, and I'm not answering. You're just going to have to wait, Holly. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I've always been of the mindset that you, you give, you, you donate, and it comes back to you somehow. You know, it's a big cosmic karmic cycle somewhere. And the truth is, I think in the last couple of years, the, 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 the awareness that there's need to do this, I think has increased. The people who have stepped up to provide that maybe is the different or is broadened. I'm not really sure. I mean, I'll give you an example. In my little town, I live in a town with 13,000 people. Brian has actually visited. He has been yeah. to my township. 13,000 people. We had a tornado. There was net in the history of weather, like the history since they kept taking track of weather, there was never a tornado in my town. And this thing was vicious, man. It was like an F2. It wasn't even like a big tornado. What's it go up to? Five, seven? I don't know. Look, look it up real quick. Anyway, it was not even like a giant, really dangerous, super killer category five hurt, uh, tornado, but it did a huge amount of damage. I mean, billions of dollars, ripped up about 100 houses, trashed the high school, trashed the elementary school. And it was, it was bad. And it all happened like eight minutes. Seriously. I mean, it just 
bang through really windy rain. And I was a quarter mile from zero line of it. I, I, that close, my house could have been like Dorothy. Anyway, um, what was cool was afterward, not like people were out there. I'm out, I was out there for three days with a chainsaw, sawing wood, sawing trees. People were there with their trucks, pulling them off of people's homes, uh, setting up like camping stoves in the middle of the street uh, and grills to cook food for people that couldn't get into their kitchen. It was really cool how it came together. Now, of course, it's hard to sustain that for months. This happened right before Labor Day. So it's already been like three months. There's still people can't get back even on their streets. They got so messed up. So when this happened, like the people in the Midwest for this is a way of life, I don't know how you do it. But, um, but, but it, was, it was a lesson learned that sometimes it takes kind of a traumatic macro experience to be willing to change on a personal, more micro level. You know, and, and, you know, I don't want to get maudlin and I don't want to get overreact to it, but, but, but these are all things that between COVID and all that experience and all the people I've seen uh, set back from that in education, all the people that couldn't go to school, had to learn virtually and learn remotely and struggle because of that. And then this tornado and, and uh, you know, whatever else, uh, there's it, been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of pain. There continues to be. And I'm not a therapist like that. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a grief counselor or anything like that. But I do believe that one of the solutions is to be able to lean on community and to lean on uh, people that you can count on to help you. And, and, and that's really where the relationship and the community, and I kind of use those words a little bit interchangeably. They're not the same in the dictionary, but they for sure overlap. So to me, networking builds relationships relationships build community and a community expands your entire network. Brian and I are both in a group as an international group that's online. There's probably 50 people I've met in that in the last year that I could probably message, have a meeting with, have some kind of meaningful conversation with, maybe do business, maybe not. But the fact that I can't even do that on a global scale is really, really cool. And I'm not saying that to sound important on any level. I'm saying it because it's there and we're trying to take advantage of it. And the reason I can do that is because exactly like Brian said, I'm not prospecting them. I'm not reaching out to somebody in Australia and saying, yo, let's get on a Zoom so I can sell you something. I'm saying, let's get on a, let's get on a Zoom so we can see if we can collaborate. Let's get on a Zoom to see if there's some way I can help you and you can help me so we can both reach our goals at the same time. And, uh, and we'll roll from there. Brian, you got anything else to add? Sorry to pontificate there for a few minutes. No, I, I, listen, I got lost. I was eating some popcorn okay. like I was at the All right. movies. <laughs> well, sometimes you get fired <laughs> up. Hey, to make the great podcast, my guest here is Brian Roush from the great state of Ohio. Uh, make great podcast is pretty simple. We're about giving you, the audience, parents, students, entrepreneurs, actions that you can use to accelerate your journey to success. I hope you've got not one, not two, but lots of them out of today. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, drop them in wherever you are seeing this on your social or the website or wherever. Brian, how do people get a hold of you? Somebody wants to know. Um, I would it need, will be I need to talk in, to this um, Yeah, it will be in my bio right okay. above or wherever it is here. Uh, but you can C2 always go to and c2andmore.com. More. C like Charlie to the letter C, not S-E-E. Backslash right. business card. And uh, that's okay. my digital presence. There you go. Pretty so simple. C like letter C like Charlie to and more.com. Um, Brian, you want to plug anything besides our event that we don't have quite a date uh, for yet? 
If you want to network, again, gain relationships, um, come hang out with us on Wednesdays. We do everything from HNP to an Ask Brian to an actual full out uh, networking opportunity uh, in the afternoon. So again, you can see all that information on the C2 and more website. Now, I know that's all online now, right? But do you foresee it staying there? Um, I will always do an online version okay. uh, for those right. relationships that I've created, uh, but we will add to the local aspect as well. Nice. Nice. All right. Let me do something I do with all my guests. Okay. I call it the fave five. Okay. Let me hear I'm going to throw, I'm going to give you a topic. Okay. You tell me your favorite thing within it. Okay. Hang on. I, I got to think of two more. Got it. Um, uh, I think of one more. We may go six. We may go bonus. Okay. Five, five, <laughs> number one for Brian. One there. Brian, favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Man, I knew we, I knew I liked you for a reason. The most boring flavor, but I got to tell you, it never fails me. Neoporopsin. Ooh, nice. Favorite. Favorite time of year, favorite season? Fall, hands down. Dang. Why? Leaves? Um, no, it's just calm. It's brisk. It's layer. So mm -hmm. I can remove or put on, or it's just very comfortable. Favorite kind of music? Uh, Motown. Yeah. You want to sing one? You got one? You got a favorite favorite? I've got sunshine. Oh, yeah. There we I'll go. throw a little Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah, I love Motown. So. Nah, that's not Stevie Wonder. Uh, Lionel Richie? No, I'll give you a hint. No. When there's blank, there's fire. When there's blank, there's fire. When there's earth, wind, fire? No. <laughs> when there is blank, there is fire. It's like a saying. When there is smoke, there oh, is fire. Is it Smokey? Smokey Robinson. Come on. Okay. Now, was that when he was with the Miracles or was he solo? I that uh, you, you're beyond my my Motown okay. expertise, but I know it was Smokey Robinson. Okay, I got sunshine boom, 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 boom. on a cloudy day yeah, yeah. and it's cold like outside. Love it, love it. Motown favorite childhood memory. I know we're getting a little heavy here, but uh, do you have one favorite childhood memory? You know, I do. <laughs> oh, um, okay. it was probably the best Christmas I've ever had. Um, sad story here is uh, my father was gone on the desert storm. So this was like the very beginning guys. Um, and my mom and I were solo and I don't know what happened, but cr the store was closed and she wasn't able to get a turkey. And we ended up having roast beef and macaroni and cheese. And it was just the most simple, magical dinner that I think I've ever had. And my mother cried the entire time because the turkey wasn't there and, and everything wasn't to her perfection. But for me, it was just, it was very home. How and, old were um, you? How old were you then? You remember? 14, 13. Thir well, he left, he left when I was 13 and came back two days before my 15th birthday. So he was gone about a year and a half, um, hmm. which was extremely from 13 to 15, as you can imagine, was extremely rough. So, hmm. Next one. This is a two-parter. Fifth of five. Okay. Ready? Fab five. Fave five. Favorite place you've been on vacation? Oh, on vacation or lived? Vacation. Well, you can oh. say lived. I'll give you. I'll I mean, give Europe. I'll, I'll allow loved, you. Loved. Yeah, I loved living in the UK. Being uh, okay. downtown okay. in London, England. That is my absolute favorite. Yeah, London town. 
Favorite place you've never been you want to go? I don't know. Don't, don't overthink it. I know. I'm, there's so many. I would love to how go about, to Brazil. How about, a Phil, how about Phil, oh, You've been to Philadelphia. Yeah, I've been to Brazil. Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Brazil. Last one. Bonus question. Number six. Okay. Five, five, number six. Anything on your bucket list you want to share with the world here? You know, I don't. I created or I, I finished my my bucket list um, this summer when I went to Vegas. Uh, I was I'm terrified of heights. So I wanted to bungee jump and mm-hmm. I wanted to um, jump out of this humongous thing. Uh, and I did both as well as zip lining. So I was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm sure I'll process and think of something bigger and better to do. Maybe airplane, jumping out of an airplane. I have an airplane, man. Good for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on the ground waiting for you. <laughs> Listen, it was an experience. <laughs> um, an amazing experience. Just okay. like the experience was here hanging out with you. So I always like doing that. Hey, here's my bucket list. I want to write a book or something with you. I think we got a lot to say. I think it'd be really cool. You know, you, how many books have you wrote, though, Mr. Green? <laughs> uh, when I get these three done, it'll be lucky seven. So maybe yeah. we'll, you'll be eight. We'll partner on eight. Okay. I got another okay. one in the works. It's just I'm too busy. I got to hire a ghostwriter. I don't want. I've got yeah. I've got to do my part two for uh, Solopreneur. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm down. Okay. I'm down to collaborate. All right. Enough with the fun. Brian Rousey, two and more. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Some tremendous insights. This was great, man. I loved it. Uh, we got to do it again because we got a lot more to talk about. Please reach out to Brian. He is a tremendous resource, not just locally in the Ohio area, but really just to everybody. And he's just a good person. And I appreciate that too. So Steve Green here. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out. If you got a comment, reach out. I got to move on though, blah, 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 blah. And I will see y'all next time. Thank you.